Before we jump in today, I wanted to just take a minute to go over one of the biggest questions that I hear everywhere right now. And this is in the godly space, in the no God space, in every space. It seems like this is the question on everybody's brain. Am I enough? It has been so big that I really felt like we needed to hit this question head on. So head on over to FindingFaithAbove.com because I have a free training there that is all about this concept of feeling like you are enough. It is something that is so close to everyone's hearts and something that I have really been through. And the crazy, amazing change that happens when you give your life to Jesus and what that means about being enough. This is a free training geared just for you. So head on over to findingfaithabove.com and grab your copy. So before the turkey comes out and all the gloves come off at the table, let's go over three super key things to do and remember while risking rejection at the holiday table. So you can be the one to bring the peace this season. Hi, you are listening to the Finding Faith Above podcast. I'm Shelby Hosfield on a mission to help you find the love of Jesus after the church. Here's a hint. It's all about grace, girlfriend. Here we are pushing past the baggage of religion and discovering how to live our purpose through God's grace, not works. I spent years turning my back on him after leaving the church, but he never gives up on us. Here we are discovering what it means to be a Christian as an adult, as a mom, as someone just finding faith. This is Christian Living 101 for the baby Christian mama. How does our life, our mindset, family, business, everything change when we lay it all down and decide to walk with him? This is Sunday School mixed with the best coffee talk with your girlfriends. You are listening to Finding Faith Above. Can we be the ones to bring the peace? This is to you, sweet girl. God loves you and you can do this. You can do hard things. Never doubt yourself or his love. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom, and the one who gets understanding, for the gain from her is better than gain from silver, and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. Proverbs 3, 13 through 18 ESV. As we launch into this holiday season, some of us may be having a slight panic attack thinking of facing family members at the Thanksgiving or Christmas table. The judgment, the pity, the worry, the shame, the guilt, the anger, the lack of forgiveness. First, these feelings are real. I get it and you are not alone. There is hardly anything in this world more uncomfortable than being with people that you love, that you know they love you, but the misunderstanding of each other seems to be immeasurable. At my very own table, I want nothing more for my dad to be proud of me in my life. I want him to recognize my accomplishments, but more importantly, I'd love to share with him more of who I am at my core. My dad and I have a great relationship. I love him, but we just cannot talk about God. And I would love to tell him about the change Jesus has made in my life and how I know his love. I would love to talk to him about the peace I have and how badly I would love for him to know that too. I would love for him to know that I know I am not going to outer darkness when I die. And I'm not worried about my salvation because I am right with God. I would love to be able to share that with him. I would love for him to know that I'm sorry 
for what? I'm not quite sure. The fact that because his kids are apostates and his wife is non-believing, I'm sorry we are preventing him from going to the highest level of heaven. But then I have to remember <laughs> that I can't be sorry about that because I don't believe that. That's not real. But I still am sorry that he believes that even though I am not responsible for his belief. I'm sorry because I know that has to be so hard for him. I know that. I know it's got to be so hard for him. And I can't imagine the sadness he must feel believing that. I'm sorry that we can't find a way to communicate. I'm sorry that I don't, you know, know the words to what to say. And I may never know how he really feels because I'm too chicken to bring it up. <laughs> I'm sorry I still hold anger in my heart. And I'm sorry that I can't do a better job witnessing to one of the most important people in my life. I wish things were different. I pray one day maybe they will be different. But pretty girl, what does your table look like? Does it sound like mine? Or maybe you have a family member that you are able to talk about it. Or maybe you do, but it just isn't good and you guys fight about it. Maybe you have a mom that says too much and makes you feel too much at all, a brother-in-law that outwardly expresses his concern for you and your whole family's future without the church, and a sister that just keeps inviting you back to the church and says that she just doesn't get it. I think you are just lost, she says. How wrong that is now that you've been found, right? <laughs> Maybe they want nothing to do with you. Maybe you've been shunned. Maybe you can't even talk to each other without an explosive fight and every discrepancy of everything that ever happened comes out. Maybe you can't talk at all. But know this, you are not lost. You have been found by Jesus. And even though you love those people and they make you crazy, but you love them, nothing compares to the peace of Jesus. And he called you by name, pretty girl. So before the turkey comes out, and all the gloves are off at the table. Let's go over three super key things to do that are all biblical to remember while risking rejection at the holiday table. So you can be the one to bring the peace this season. Okay, so number one, this is an easy one. Love. <laughs> I know it sounds cliche, but love really does make the world go round. All you need is love. Do, 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 do. The Beatles, y'all. Come on. <laughs> no, actually, really, love is the most important thing we can bring to any table in any walk of life with anyone, everywhere, anybody we deal with. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. 1 John 4, 8. Love is so important that Jesus said this, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. That's Matthew 12, 29 through 31. There is no other commandment greater than these. What? Well, dang, <laughs> love. The truth is, even when it's hard, we think we are being defeated. It feels like weakness and it feels against everything else you want to do to show that love. But showing love toward everyone involved will never be the wrong thing. 
Feelings can get us into trouble. So don't rely on those feelings of weakness or feeling against everything. No, do what the Bible says and love. What does the Bible say about love? Well, love is patient and love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or restful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Does this mean we need to become a doormat? No. But a little patience and kindness, that can go a long way. The second thing is putting on our armor of God. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Ephesians 6, 13, that is in the NLT. This may seem extreme, but it's not. When we give our lives to Christ, die in the flesh, and are reborn in the spirit of God, the temptations of the flesh do not go away. I might be sounding crazy here. (laughs) I know that sounds a little extreme too, but this is all straight out of Romans. That's my favorite book. What I'm saying, pretty girl, is that we must put on our armor of God at all times. Know that you may be told something by someone that you love no less that really gets under your skin and can make you question your choices when it comes to having left the church. You may feel rock solid with Jesus, but your family is your kryptonite. Put on your armor of God. Know that there will be things that challenge you every step of the way, but suit up, be ready for it. Not to fight outwardly. That's not what I'm saying. Please don't think I'm saying that you're going to war here. No, this passage, this instruction is for us to suit up mentally, to know that what Jesus wants for us, from us, with us, well, what does the Bible say about this? Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body of armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Ephesians 6:14 through 18. Okay, and our third biblical truth, what we're going to look at now, be the light. Okay, let's think about this. You're trying to convince your whole family leaving the church was the best choice for you. You have a sense of peace like nothing you have felt before. You're joyful and genuinely over the moon that you have found the love of Jesus. Go you. Then you lose your temper because hurt and all that other stuff, all the opinions and everything, you just get offended. Was this very Christ-like? I mean, really, let's think about that. Don't get me wrong. I get it. No judgment. But as the saying goes, you catch a lot more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. So if you take any of this into your heart today from this whole sermon, I would like it to be this. My husband and I got into a little faith argument a little while back. I mean, it was nothing big, but to me, it really upset me because I hate arguing at all about faith. It's uh, like a... Thing from childhood. I, I hate it. But the next day I was doing my daily devotional and I decided to keep reading a little farther than what the actual verse was that I was reading that day. Uh, and this is what I stumbled upon. 
Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. That's 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Very odd how God works sometimes. No doubt this was God's way of showing me that my words against my husband were not going to change his mind. You telling everyone all the reasons why they are wrong and you are right will get you nowhere. No matter how much you feel like you have gotten through to them, the fighting over faith does not bring faith. Your actions, walking with Christ, are evident in your life. And that is the light that Jesus asked you to be. Be the light. Not just at the holiday table, but be the light of Jesus everywhere you go. Your example of how he has worked in your life speaks so much louder than any words you could ever say. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Matthew 5, 14-16 Trust God. Love. Put on the armor of God. Be the light. With God, you pretty girl can do amazing things. I am so honored that you showed up today to listen to this little podcast of mine where we talk about big things. If you want to comment, share, laugh, or cry about what we talked about today, then come on over and join the Facebook group where we have a safe space that you can share it all. Because we kind of need people in this big old world. People that understand. And if you are like, heck yeah, that was awesome. Where can I get more? First, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And then hurry on over to FindingFaithAbove.com where you will find so much goodness all created just for you. Because I love you. I've been where you're at, and I want to help you to have all the hope and none of the lost. Resources, art, Bible studies, it's all there just for you. FindingFaithAbove.com. I'll see you next time.